wanted to cover some of the things that happened to me, maybe next week then, uh, uh, further into this. Because I feel in my heart that it will be a disservice to your faith if I don't show you that part. Now, here's a brief version in five minutes of the story again. God spoke to me. He said, get up and start your ministry. I went to the pastor. He said, that's why I've been asking you for four months. What's going on? He said, because God spoke to me and told me that it was time for you to leave. He said, he told me that 40 people or so will live with you, but I shouldn't worry about it because God will replace them. I was so, he said, when would you like to do this? I said, I don't know where I'm going. I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything. So let's say at maybe the start of next year. I was giving myself time because all I heard was get up. I've been an associate pastor. I haven't stepped out there on nothing yet in that dimension. Of course, I left and went to India, not knowing anybody. I've been walking by faith. But this one, when you got a family and school fees and house note and car note, all these things will be preaching to you. Am I right about it? God will be preaching to you on one side. Your bills will be preaching to you on the other side. <laughs> so I wasn't in a hurry to jump out there. What? The next thing that happened was my brother that's five years older than me died. So Wow. It was a God punch. That's the first time in our family we prayed for anyone or we congregated as a family, fasted and prayed and felt that God didn't answer because he died. So it was a God punch and we were trying to deal with it and then now God says, start the ministry. Hmm. Then I told him, I went to pastor and told him, actually I called him on the phone and he was at the airport going somewhere, and I told him about it. So since I'm telling you an abbreviated version, I can't go through all those details. But what happened the next thing was, the very next week after we talked, and I agreed that I would be doing this in the new year, and he said, okay, we'll see what we can do. Say you've labored, we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll do something to help you get started. I said, okay, amen. I was so excited. And then that next Wednesday was a staff meeting, and when we went to staff meeting, he seemed so angry. And he started saying this and saying that. And wow. So I was confused. So what happened? So, again, abbreviating the story, I asked for time off to go and pray. Since I saw the music had changed, he told me that the ministry was very busy at the time and there was no time. I said, well, I haven't even taken vacation in years. 
So I have enough vacation time. He said, then apply for vacation, and I'll prove it. So I went and filled out the paperwork. They approved the vacation, and I found Daniel's garden in Alpharetta and went there to pray. Okay. So I'm not telling this story in sequence because I'm trying to have one minute. Anyway, while I was there, the second day, you, you have to leave the camp and go out to get signal. There was no signal, so you never know when, when someone's calling you or not. When I went out, I saw that my secretary had called me, and when I called her back, he said, Pastor was looking for me. And then I called Pastor. He said, yes, that I should come meet him at the church by 2 o'clock. He asked me where I was. I told him. He said, okay. So I said, all right. So I jumped in the car and drove home. I showered, changed clothes, and went to church. And then he came like 10 after 2. He came in the room, and uh, he went into the business office. And then when he came back, he came with a check and uh, some papers. He said, I fill out this paperwork, and here's your check. I can't do what we said. This is, this is just the, the, the way I know how to do it. I said, well, are you terminating me? He said, no, it's not termination. Just fill out the paper, and that's all. I said, then, is this what you're going to give me to go out to start the ministry? He said, I told you I don't know how to do this. This is all I know how to do. I said, okay. I said, all right. I'll tell you what. Instead of taking this $12,000 check you're giving me, I'm going to return it to you, and I will leave. It's better that way. I'll trust God. So, he said, hey, Chica, you're my son. I don't know. I told you I don't know how to do this. Okay, okay, we, we, have, to get, we have to do this right. And then he hugged me, and then we left. So, thought everything was okay. Then, the next Wednesday, here comes the bigger one. Then the rest, that time, he came, he said, well, now, just because you can take two or three little scriptures and get people excited. He said, but on the day of judgment, you're going to give account of all the people you, you've led to hell. I said, oh, okay. He said, now, this, this is gone uh, ballistic. So, I left the staff meeting when it ended. I didn't storm out, as people do. You can see how, what a hell I'm leading you to. So how many of you have contacted hell? <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I went and stood at the truck, his truck. So when he came out, he said, well, why are you standing here? Where are you going? I said, I'm going wherever this truck is going. So as soon as he opened the door, I opened the door and got in. He said, where are you going? I said, wherever you're going, that's where I'm going. Okay. So we started driving. He said, well, Chico, you know, I just don't understand how to do this. I told you I don't know how to do this. If he was, if you're going out to do, uh, you know, fellowship, uh, a branch, you know, maybe a side branch. I said, okay, if that's what you want me to do, then I'll do that. There's no issue. He said, no, 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 you need to go ahead and do what God has called you to do. And what to cut the long story short, things just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And then finally, I left to go to Nigeria to bury my brother. And then before I came back, they had changed all the locks. I couldn't get in the building. All right. So 
look at it. I, I correct you one time, you start making noise. That's why God don't tolerate that stuff. Because I've already passed all these tests. Which one of you would have continued if you came home and all the locks were changed because of you? And you're a pastor and you can't even get in the building. Let me take the keys from any of these leaders to the church. You see, they will not start a seven-day fast, water only. <laughs> they will start a seven-day fast. <laughs> they moved all the equipment. Because you know, I was in charge of the audiovisual stuff. They moved everything to the warehouse. So I, mean, I wasn't trying to take anything from them. But anyway, it just got worse and worse and worse. So while I was away, they went to everybody that worked with me in the ministry. And uh, the now Elder Bobby was one of them. When they got to him, they didn't ask him whether he was leaving with me. They said, okay, we know you're going. <laughs> Isn't that what they said? He said, yes! <laughs> so they interviewed everybody. You know, find out who is going and who is not going. All right. I am telling it because this is my faith. I had to believe God through all these things to get here. So if a comment is made and then it's the end of the world to you, don't you see you are still in the kindergarten of faith? So... So when I came back, I couldn't get in anywhere. Okay. And then finally, he invited me to a meeting. So I went. What was the meeting? They discovered that um, in, in that service, during the service, in the middle of it, the children passed out to their classes. So while the children were passing out, he said, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, you know, I forgot to mention, you know, Brother Chica is going out to do his ministry, so you pray for him. As soon as he did that, the people got angry. And said, so this man that served all these years and did all these marvelous things here, this is how he's going to be treated. And so now, he brought me to his office to ask me what they needed to do to fix it. Because they were having a problem. Church crisis was brewing. <clears throat> I said, okay. If you want to fix it, these are the things we agreed to do at the beginning. Then let's do those things. Okay. He said, what are they? To repeat them. I said, all right. Uh, we said we'll give a year salary. Then, you know, you're going to um, let the people that God has spoken to to come along. I said, then, Bless me, because I'm not going to live here without the blessing. Amen. You can change the locks. You can say whatever, but I know the rules. Amen. You cannot leave anything without. Amen. You're going to have unnecessary trials, Amen. troubles. Even if God has called you, you must get the blessing. Amen. So I'm not leaving you. He said, okay, then we'll do it. So. That Sunday, came to church. It's a very short version. I cut out all the ugly stuff because you guys can't handle it. Even the little one I'm telling, these guys are squirming. 
But I said, hey, I'm just modeling my faith. These are the things my faith overcame. So when I see you acting up, then I know you are not even in the realm of the glory. You're not even in the realm of the supernatural destiny. The Bible said that David behaved himself wisely with Saul. Saul reneged on every promise he made. And then, you remember he said, whoever marries, uh, whoever kills Goliath will marry my daughter. His family will be exempt from taxation in Israel. And the king will bless him with all these things. He never kept one. That's the, how destiny works. God allows these things to make sure he can trust you. Amen. And if you can't take a lick, he put you on the reserve list. The D group. <laughs> put you in the D group. He does this to everybody. That's why I get upset when I hear preachers trifling Joseph. You can get a call, one phone call, a haircut and a shower. You're on the throne. I want to throw my mic. How can you bypass 13 years of pain? Do you know what it means to be sold by your siblings to strangers as a slave? Or just your siblings discussing killing you and then throwing you in the pit? Now you're going to need counseling, therapy, support group. What else? More counseling. Okay. I needed something more flashy than that. <laughs> eh? Medication. Yes. <laughs> You're going to need all that. And then to get to Potiphar's house, sold twice. And then you're falsely accused and thrown in jail. God never blesses a man. And he just plucks you up from your nice, comfortable chair. And then put you on the throne. You would die. <laughs> you wouldn't even see what you were saying he promised. Amen. He's never done that with anyone. There's no scriptural precedent. That's faith. Now, now I'm over. That's faith. You, your faith has to be tested. Elder Bobby was my witness when I asked him to, at that time he has a, a F-150, red F-150. Asked him to come and help me go get my stuff. And then when we got to the office, remember then we were still in the green, then he wasn't Elder Bobby. As soon as we got into the office, the Marine showed up. He was furious. He was angry. I said, no, 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 no. All I need you to do is to help me just carry my stuff. <laughs> So, all my stuff were in the middle of the floor. Uh -huh. Watch. Every counseling form I had for 20 years, they removed them so that I can't contact anyone. Every periodical, everything you can use to order equipment or do anything, everything was removed. All my, only my spiritual books were in the, in the box in the middle of the floor. So, I went to my secretary. I said, well, why did you do this? She said, they told me if I didn't do it, they'll fire me. And I'm not, uh, my husband don't have a job. I'm the only one working. These are the things my faith 
overcame. Okay? I'm going to put a pin there until next week. I'm not that I'm coming back to the story. I'm going to show you another dimension on how to deal with bitterness. Because as I mentioned earlier, if your faith cannot overcome bitterness, you will, you will lose the grace of God. How did I know that my faith overcame it? Because I came out of it with no bitterness. God bless my socks off. God taught me my covenants and showed me supernatural prosperity. And then I, then when I did not collapse and didn't crumble, then they got angry. Because in the process of trying to destroy me, the ministry was destroyed. Everything. Church that was running 2,000 people. I don't know if they have 100. But the testimony stands that God called that ministry. Otherwise, I don't see how they have survived it. And they're still there. I don't even see. They hadn't laid off anybody. So there's something supernatural going on there. That's one of the greatest ministries Atlanta ever known or knew in the 80s. First lady was coming from Florida to attend church at that place. People were lining up at 6 a.m. on the outside to get a seat in the sanctuary for an 8 o'clock service. That's how powerful the glory was moving here. That was no place like it. But the journey of destiny is not how you start. It's the problems in the middle. <laughs> That's what we are going through now. Hallelujah. But you see, I didn't just get here last night. I've been cooked and trained and seasoned. So I know I'm going to come through this time. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then when it's over, all these people that are hassling me now about change this, change that, they will have nothing to say. I said, but why is it a concern to you? Everything I have, I need I have. So why should it bother you that I'm this size? I'm not bothered. The only two things I'm looking for. The glory is present and the money is right. You got to have money to get the job done. The good one does not run on water. Hallelujah. All right. I have this unction. You don't even need to stand. I just want you to lift both hands. Hallelujah. Begin to thank God that you will come through this season with me. No matter what happens, you will pass your tests. Hallelujah. Come on, thank him that you will make it. Thank him that you will make it. Glory to God. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Thank you, Lord, for the angel you told us some months ago that you have assigned to get us to our destiny. We thank you, Lord, that those things shall come to pass. Even as you have spoken, 
Hallelujah. Perfect all that concerns us right now. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for answering our prayers. Thank you for your miracles. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. Hey, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory. So I just said that I was not going to continue with the story, but as we were giving thanks and praying, God said, no, you will return to the last part when he taught me the covenant. Keep your mouth shut. He said, if you say one word against them, he said, I'm going to leave you. So keep your mouth shut. Humble yourself. And so if you don't humble yourself, you cannot. So when if something happens, you get offended. What happened? You didn't humble yourself and you did not. That means you are in pride. You have to know how this church has always worked. Every time I'm in between a season, that's how I know something's about to happen. Stuff will just start popping out from nowhere. People start getting offended. People you thought would never leave the church will leave. And bang! It has happened three times in 20 years. And I believe something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. The worst thing I can do to you is to leave you your own man. Yes, the path of faith and destiny is treacherous. But it is very rewarding. You must learn the patterns of your faith. Even though you may look at me as an apostle and all the global outreach, but even in your own personal world, it's cyclical. The cycles are the same. Every time God moves me up or forward, people start dropping off, crazy things start happening. In the church of years ago, yesteryears, when we were growing up, they said the Lord is shaking the tree. God is shaking the tree. And then people start dropping off. These things are normal. I was preaching on John chapter 6 on Sunday, this past Sunday, and the Holy Spirit was showing clearly. Jesus shared one sermon on eating his flesh and drinking his blood, and the thousands deserted. He looked at the disciples and said, Would you also go away? And Peter gave 
the most accurate answer, where will we go? Where else? That's why I tell people, if you have options after Jesus, you never met him. <laughs> so you have the words of eternal life. I saw a deranged, demonized, and ignorant Israeli soldier saying that Christians are worshiping idols and that according to the Torah, he's commanded to kill us. <laughs> I said, no, the Torah didn't teach you that. If you understood the Torah, you see that Moses told you that God would raise up a prophet just like him. That's Jesus. <laughs> uh, they're changing their stance on the, uh, the book of Isaiah because the prophecies of Jesus is so accurate and well delineated. So now these demonized rabbis are saying that the Isaiah was now written after the fact to fit the story. You see how terrible this, the unbelieving Jews, the same ones Satan incited to persecute the early church, to crucify Jesus, that same spirit is still working. Yes, they will have gay parade and all kinds of things in Israel, but they don't want anybody to get saved. They even passed the law that if you're 18 or under, you need parental approval to officially change your religion. <laughs> These people, may God have mercy on them. So you have to understand the path of faith. Even the Lord Jesus himself was deserted, denied, mocked, but he knew that the Father was the one that approved. He told Pilate, he said, you would not have had any power over me except what was given you from heaven. <laughs> he said, even now I can ask my father, and he will send a legion of angels and take care of business, but that's not what this is about. It's the redemption of man. Muslims are saying, you don't need anybody, you can go yourself, you're right. That's a testament that you're calling on somebody other than the Father. Because you can never find the face of the Father, have a relationship that's intimate, except you come through Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to God except through me. Nobody else said it. Nobody else can say it. Nobody else can deliver. We rejoice in the heritage of our faith, in the power of our faith, in the glory of our faith. Yes, it's a proof that Jesus Christ is alive and that the spirit of prophecy is the, the testament that he rose from the dead and our words can carry and stand in the face of all the adversaries and all the enemies around the world today. Amen. We celebrate the joy of being a son of God. We celebrate the joy of having our names written in the book of life. We celebrate that our God answers prayers and by fire, even now, in Jesus' name. Amen. What a week. We thank God for you listening and watching. Put your seed in the ground and let the God of Resurrection House for All Nations visit you mightily and powerfully in Jesus' name. One time, one young lady sent us $10,000. What happened to you? Come back. Put your seed again in the ground for greater things. Amen. This weekend, we're wide open. Come worship with us. 
The glory is moving powerfully. Thank God for the faithful sons and daughters of Resurrection House of All Nations. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.